Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Good morning. Today, we are celebrating Mandala Day and we are marking winter solstice, the shortest day, the longest night, a dark time with so many deaths from COVID, more than 312,000 in the United States and still rising. And yet, from this point on, incrementally, the days will grow longer. Vaccines will become available and the sunlight will dazzle our eyes in the diamonds we call snow. Solstice, a time of new beginnings. And tomorrow evening, just after sunset, we can go outside as far away from city lights as possible and see an event that hasn't happened since 1226. Jupiter and Saturn in exact conjunction, forming one bright star. Jupiter, the planet of spiritual abundance, and Saturn, the planet of discipline and responsibility. So it's a perfect time to set a firm intention to practice, to light up our lives and the lives of everyone we know. I recently heard from a friend, Sister Kathleen Osbelt. We met when Hoenji, the Syracuse Sangha was still meeting in the attic of our home before we got our present property in 1996. Some of you may remember we'd pack up the entire Zendo and Doshin's truck 
to do a session at the Sisters of St. Francis, Alverna Heights, a retreat center near Green Lakes. Just as before we got the Daibosatsu Zendo property, we'd pack up New York Zendo and drive to the Daughters of Wisdom Retreat Center in Litchfield, Connecticut. Saigyo, Terry Keenan, and I always had a wonderful meeting with Mother Viola, the elderly nun who ran Alverna Heights Hermitage after each session ended. And I read that this spring, the land was purchased by the state of New York to expand Green Lakes Park. And the few sisters can still continue living there for five more years. My friend, Sister Kathy, lived at the Hermitage for 10 years. In 1991, she founded Francis House Hospice, where I have visited several friends until their passing. She said of Francis House, our mission from the very beginning has been to give people unconditional love at the end of their lives. Both of us have had busy schedules traveling until this year, engaging in community programs, so aside from a couple of lunch conversations, we rarely have had time to get together. But in March of 2005, she and I presented a dialogue at Syracuse University called The Contemplative Life, Two Traditions, One Mind. And in March, 2019, she joined us for a panel discussion following the screening of Daishin Pavel Vojacic's film, End of Life at SUNY Upstate Medical University. So her holiday letter this year really affected me deeply and I wanted to share it with you. And she gave her okay. While walking down one of our neighborhood streets this week, I noticed a little girl on top of the three foot brick wall that surrounded her front yard. Her father was standing just below her and as she was about to jump, I heard him say, I gotcha. Indeed, he caught her. The remainder of my walk was lost in the thought of how God says the same thing to each of us. God has us. In the midst of challenges, in the losses and threats, in the joys and surprises, God has us. 
There is nowhere we can be that God isn't with us. Each of us is caught, upheld, carried to safety. Recognizing past evidence of this truth gives us reason to hope and gives us a being in whom we can put our trust. We will never grasp how loved we are, but we can be assured that in every circumstance, God is saying, I got you. Some of you know that I've been going through treatments this year for stage four cancer. It has been going well with limited side effects for which I am truly grateful. The diagnosis has actually been a blessing. Strange to say, but it has given me this graced period for appreciating the goodness of life, of family, friends, and the beauty of nature. Simple things are a source of joy, spontaneous fun, a cherished surprise. Every sunrise a gift and sunset a meditation. I've never been more convinced that God says, I got you. In this life and in the next experience of life, God has us. Love abounds. All there is for us to do is give thanks. So as I wish you a blessed Christmas, I pray that you and your family be surrounded by that certainty of which I speak. God has you. May love warm you on cold days and light your path on dark ones. May joy be yours throughout this glorious season. Love, Sister Cat. All of us have come from and live among the Abrahamic traditions. And to one degree or another, are affected by the dualistic conundrum, the koan that Martin Buber called ich und du, translated as I and thou, or I and you, that sense of separation between human and God that through religious practice, beckons always toward relationship, leading to oneness, to presence. But as in Zen, it's an experience, not a theory 
to be able to say, God has us. So I was moved again to get out my old tattered copy of Hoover's I and Thou. And I wanted to just read a couple of things that he says here. What then does one experience of the you? Nothing at all. For one does not experience it. What then does one know of the you? Only everything. For one no longer knows particulars. The relation to the you is unmediated. Nothing conceptual intervenes between I and you. And he goes on in wonderful ways. So if you haven't read this, you may want to. If you've read it already, you may want to read it again. I found it great after all these years to return to that book. And pondering his teachings, especially his saying, only as the you becomes present, does presence come into being. Led me back to another old book, The Diaries of Eddie Hillsome. She was a 27-year-old woman who was from Amsterdam, Holland, who perished at Auschwitz, November 30th, 1943, a month after I was born. And her diaries were published as An Interrupted Life, another wonderful book. And at one point she wrote, when I pray, I hold a silly, naive or deadly serious dialogue with what is deepest inside me, which for convenience's sake, I call God. And that probably best expresses my feeling for life. I repose in myself. And that part of myself, that deepest and richest part in which I repose is what I call God. And later on, she says, 
you know, if you don't have the inner strength while you're here to understand that all outer appearances are a passing show as nothing beside the great splendor. I can't think of a better word right now inside us. Then things can look very black here indeed. What we know, that inner strength that allows us to feel that God has us. In Buddhism, we don't speak of a supreme being. There's no creator as such since there is no beginning and nothing has its own separate existence. Everything is a constantly shifting arrangement of karmic causes and temporary conditions. And yet, Eddie Hilsom wrote, all outer appearances are a passing show. How does the Diamond Sutra conclude? Think in this way of all this fleeting world as a star at dawn, a bubble in a stream, a dewdrop, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a flickering lamp, a phantom, and a dream. So we come to Zen practice not ascribing to any doctrine, not believing in a deity up there or out there. And when we stop thinking that the solution to our problems must be out there, when we stop running around after what we think we need, when we stop, sit and open to everything as it is, we find our natural faith has been here all along. It's not based on what others tell us or what we read, but 
upon our realization of who we truly are. how everything truly is. Some of you may know Tozan Yokai's verse upon the occasion of his great awakening. Long seeking it through others, I was far from reaching it. Now I go by myself. I meet it everywhere. It is just I, myself. And I am not itself. Understanding this way, I can be as I am. Meeting it everywhere. We experience for ourselves Buddham Sadhanam Gachami. Not in the sense of going to the Buddha for refuge, but as being one with Buddha in the refuge that has always been right here. Dhamman Saranam Gachami. Being one with Dharma as it reveals itself in every moment, every phenomenon, always. Sangam Saranam Gachami, being one with the vast body of the Sangha, all beings just as they are, interconnected, perfect, and complete. So there is no interpretation here, no conceptualization in such a refuge. This is Buber's unmediated relation to the you in everything. in deep samadhi, dropping off body and mind, we can hear the sound of one hand. We can feel 
As Dogen quotes Shakyamuni in his Buddha Nature, a chapter in Shobogenzo, all that there is without anything missing, that is Buddha Nature. Or as the fourth century Chinese Buddhist philosopher monk put it, Sang Chao, heaven, earth, and I are of one root. We are rooted. Whether we call it intuitive wisdom or being in accord with all that is, we can feel its strength, even in, maybe especially in the most difficult of circumstances. And these are difficult circumstances. Most of us have been in seclusion since last March. Most of us know we are facing death. We've always been, but now it's harder to distract ourselves from that fact. Pressed on all sides by those who are dying here and around the world from COVID, from cancer, from hunger, from despair, from violence. No longer can we view death as an abstraction. Because we are alive, each of us is dying. This temporary aggregate we call I, this body, is naturally moving toward disintegration. We chant in the Heart Sutra, nothing can increase, nothing can decrease. So, this disintegration is necessary, right? Otherwise, the balance would be tipped. Too much increase. Even as we know that thousands of individual lives are ending, we also know or can begin to infer that the insubstantial nature of pure awareness, pure consciousness continues without end. From matter 
to pure energy, then reconfigured into matter again. It is the nature of form to arise from and return to formlessness. And again, the Heart Sutra reminds us, form is exactly shunyata, shunyata, exactly form. So Kathy wrote in her letter, in this life and in the next experience of life, God has us. Love abounds. All there is for us to do is give thanks. His Holiness the Dalai Lama puts it this way. When we look at life and death from a broader perspective, then dying is just like changing our clothes. When this body becomes old and useless, we die and take on a new body, which is fresh, healthy, and full of energy. So it's not that we have to believe in reincarnation. It's not a matter of indoctrination, but of experience. So we sit down. We stop constructing a reality based on our assumptions and opinions and we do it again and again. The assumptions come back, the opinions take over. We sit down, we just sit. This is what we mean by practice and letting go again and again of our cherished preferences, our ideas about how we and our circumstances should be. We drop beneath the tempestuous waves of thoughts and emotions, and bring our awareness to the stillness at the bottom of the ocean. At the end of the breath, at the center of the cosmos. How long is a lifetime? How long is a second 
of true insight. Dying on the cushion. Dying to all conceptual notions. We are reborn. From one moment to the next, one lifetime to the next. As his holiness put it, the mind is fresh, healthy, and full of energy. So whether we call it God or thou or you or Dharma or just this, doesn't matter. Right here, now, we are held in the vast mandala of endless dimension, universal life. It's singing to us. It's saying, I gotcha. It's shining. You know, I grew up as a Jew in a very rural area of Western New Jersey where there was a lot of anti-Semitism. We were forced to sing Christmas carols in school. It was always difficult for me to feel so outside the majority. But there was one carol that I totally fell in love with. And I'll sing a bit of it to you now. You can join me. We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts we traverse afar, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding. Guide us to thy perfect light. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.